ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. And who's on your lap? It's Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Roxy hasn't had her walk yet, so... If she's a little bit uh, rambunctious, it's because she hasn't had her walk. She's going to get her walk right after we finish uh, the podcast. Yeah, and we just got back from work, but I decided let's record right away. So we're still in our like business attire, so we look presentable. Somewhat presentable, yeah. And uh, yeah, so if we sound a little tired, it's maybe because we just had you know our full work day we've been up since 6 a.m and is now almost 6 p.m and we also haven't had supper yet so the excuse is out of the way (laughs) um let's get started with the episode go for it (laughs) this is well what we're going to be talking about today is uh kind of your idea was there any other anything you want to clear up before we start anything you want to talk about um, well, as we've already said, we're going back flying in December. So we're going back to Calgary. So we're in the currently in the process of bidding for our schedules for December month. And, you know, as you can imagine, December is always a very busy month. It's a very interesting um, month when it comes to flight attendant schedules, just yeah. because, well, it's the holiday season. So, the first couple of weeks of December are usually quite quiet. And then the last two weeks are very hectic, very busy. Say, very chaotic, yeah. And that's when people also tend to have a lot more flights assigned because, well, people travel during the holiday season. And the holiday season usually is the last two weeks of December and then going into the first week of January. Um, so we're, we're bidding our schedules. We're trying to figure out the best way to... Um, you know, input our data into the bidding system so we can get, I mean, not, I won't be able to get exactly what I want, you know, because what I want would be, you know, like London's and Frankfurt's. That's maybe what Jeremy will get. That's what I'm bidding for. I'm trying for Frankfurt's first, London second, Toronto third, you know, and maybe go visit home. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I'm also hoping maybe, you know, there's a possibility in this crazy world that I could uh, get uh, a Hawaii layover. I don't know. Anything's possible, really. I always tell people to bid their dreams because essentially if I don't bid for it, I can't get it. I'm going to use use Wayne Gretzky's old old saying, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you don't bid for something, you're not going to get it. So you might as well try. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, like Christmas off, if I was in the mindset of, oh, I'm not going to get Christmas off. So why would I bid for it? Well, then obviously I'm not going to get Christmas off. So yeah. I'm yeah. I'm trying to get Christmas off. So that's uh, part of my bid. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, next week we may be in great moods or not so great <laughs> or moods. Or sour moods, yeah, depending on uh, what the awards show. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, well, I'm lucky actually. I'll be able to get Christmas off and that's only because of the way vacation works when we're in training, things get pushed. So I'll end up having Christmas off. Usually I don't mind working Christmas and that's, Mostly because in my career, I've been quite fortunate. I've been working in training over Christmas for many, many Christmases back in the day. Uh, And so I feel like when I have the opportunity to work Christmas, that means someone junior to me will possibly get it off. So I don't mind working Christmas now. Kind of like 
paying back for the times I, I used to get it get it off. So you know, it's very nice. Kind of get some nice some good karma, you know, in the books, right? <laughs> yeah, but then if you were Christmas, you also kind of, as a general rule, you might get good or better flying depending on what that definition is for you so yeah. yeah so we'll see what um the bidding gods have in store for us fingers crossed they we should have our schedules by the end of the week i'm guessing hopefully yeah fingers crossed again we'll see uh when, how the bidding goes um and then it's a process so and remember the bigger the airline the more people there are to bid so we have thousands upon thousands of flight attendants and then of course uh december being a complicated month Fingers crossed that uh, everything goes well for us. Yeah, so we shall see. So we'll definitely update next week. Um, and yeah, let's get into today's episode. It's it's not going to be a very long one. We just have a couple pieces of aviation-related news to uh, touch on. Unfortunately, both of them are quite yeah, sad. Sad things this week, yeah. Um, but, you know, relevant, you know, aviation... And, and just the world, not always a happy place, but we have to talk about things and this is the podcast. So here we go. Um, the first um, news to talk about is the passing of Mehran Karimi Nasseri, which was the Iranian refugee who um, made uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris his home due to some weird unexpected weird loopholes of visas immigration papers all these things that made him unable to enter france and also unable to return home uh to iran so and also that his story was somewhat what inspired loosely inspired the movie the terminal starring tom hanks yeah. So, um, Which, and we we spoke about this. Um, it was one of Adele's episodes that she did on our podcast uh, a couple years ago now that uh, centered around this gentleman. Yes, exactly. We've done a full episode about him, so we won't go into much more detail. But he passed away um, last week on November twelfth um, at the age of seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Although different articles say he might have been seventy six because he's just been you know, kind of living in the terminal um, for a long time. He was able to go into France, I think, at some point, but then it says that he did return to um, Charles de Gaulle in September of this year to because he was homeless, So, and it, that was his home for so long. So he just returned there, and he had been there um, for the past couple months, and he uh, had suffered a heart attack, and that's how he passed away. Oh, that's sad. That's yeah. sad. But, you know, he inspired such a, a great story and a, a great movie by, uh, I forget the director, but uh, starring Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And, I mean, it's just, it's a great little piece of aviation history and really, uh, really touched a lot of people, you know? hmm Yeah, so very sad. We're sad to hear that. So, Yeah. Oh, Roxy's coming to see me. She never stays on me too long, though. Oh, she's li- she's liking me today. She's like, nope, back to mommy. Nope, she's good. She's sitting. Good girl, Roxy. So the next uh, piece of news is um, you might have heard of your any kind of aviation person, but 
this or even on social media because this sure made headlines. So again, on November 12th, so clearly this was not a good day yeah. for aviation. So on November 12th, two uh, World War II era aircrafts um, were flying in an air show in Dallas. And unfortunately, they crashed and had a midair collision, mm. um, which resulted in both aircrafts, um, of course, crashing. Uh, there was a lot of flames, lots of, uh, I guess, explosions on the plane. And unfortunately, um, with the nature of the crash and the type of planes these were, uh, nobody survived the crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see if I can actually post the video up here somewhere because uh, several people were filming on their cell phones. And then, of course, that got uploaded to uh, to YouTube really quickly. Um, very tragic. So two World War II era planes. One was a single uh, seater uh, and it's a pilot. And apparently those planes are notorious for poor visibility. And what uh, they were being told from the ground was to overtake the bomber. I believe it was a B-17 bomber. Again, another World War II sort of era aircraft. They're both quite close to the ground. And so when the smaller plane went to overtake the larger bomber, it miscalculated and it clipped sort of the back half of the of the fuselage chopped the engine right off. And within a matter of, I'd say, five seconds or less, both aircraft hit the ground. Huge explosions. Really, really tragic. And again, displaying these historic pieces of... uh, pieces of aviation history there um, with these World War II era aircraft. It's just really, really tragic. Number one, to lose those aircraft. And number two, especially to lose all of the the great crew members that were uh, piloting those aircraft. Yeah, Very so sad. there was six fatalities in um, between those two planes. Um, and yeah, like Jeremy said, there's a lot of people witnessing uh, the air show. So a lot of video footage, unfortunately, of that tragedy. Um, I can't imagine being uh, a loved one or anybody uh, that knew those people that died and having the footage of the moment that these people were killed Mm -hmm. just viewed over and over and over again. It's just... Yeah, it's so it's tragic. And the fact that it comes one day after, uh, like what we celebrate in Canada, um, Remembrance Day, which is November 11th. Uh, and then in the US, they have Veterans Day, which is also November 11th, uh, which kind of commemorates people from people, soldiers, people from World War One and World War Two. Uh, and so for these World War Two aircraft to go down like that, it's just, it's really tragic. And for me, it kind of I don't know, it touches home a little bit because uh, my grandfather actually flew Lancasters during World War II, uh, and he was responsible for looking for um, enemy submarines. Uh, he was flying, I believe, out of Scotland. Uh, maybe if I, can, if I can find one, I'll see if I can put a picture of my grandfather up here and maybe uh, the type of aircraft that he flew. But, you know, things like that really touch home because I guess it's hard, it's hard to think about, but aviation has been in my blood for... Long before I was born, that's for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Yeah, short, short and sweet and unfortunately tragic, but yeah. some things that had to be mentioned, I think. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, our condolences to the families of those involved in that and of course to Maron Karim Nasseri of course mm-hmm. and if he had any family or friends um 
his story seemed like he had he was very much of a loner for most of his life just because of the circumstances of his uh, stay in Charles de Gaulle. However, you know, people must have just interacted with him a lot, people who worked at the airport as well. So, yeah. you know, two uh, yeah, sad events. And yeah, I didn't even realize until I was just had it in front of me. They both happened on November 12th. Yeah. So a sad day for aviation on uh, this past Saturday. Uh, and yeah, we talked about it. We we're like, oh, we have to talk about this. Oh, and this too. So yeah, two sad events. But yeah, like we said, I thought it was, you know, sort of a a solemn episode. Um, but some things that I think are good to be addressed and, you know, pay our tributes to them. Yeah. So um, if you're out there flying, always remember. Be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt one day. Okay, thanks everybody for watching. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at HuffyJ and at La Delvi. Thank you.